yards. Keeps <laughs> keep it going. Keep the daf going. All right, daf dalid in Maseches Tainus, page four in Maseches Tainus. We pick up from the Amarava. Okay, we're on the second line. The last two words on dalid amud aleph. All right, so here we go. Rub to Amarava. Now, it's important to note the Gemara that we just. We just uh, finished working ourselves off of. And that was a statement of Rava on the bottom of Gimel Amadez, which said that snow is amazing for mountains. Heavy rains are amazing for trees. Lesser rains, motar, is good for produce. And the top of today's daf was, or pila, that lighter rains are good for seeds that are stuck underneath the earth, which seems to be something very interesting, which is, you know, the, just the, the perfection of Hashem, Baruch Hu giving everything, you know, what it needs and, and uh, working it out uh, that way. Um, okay, so now we're up to Ve'amar Rava. We're going to keep talking about things that come out gently and things that come down hard, and we're going to ch- channel the discussion to actually us as B'nai Taira, okay? As sons of Torah. Here we go. V'yomar Rav. Rav says, Ha'itzur v'mei Rabbanon. When you have a young yeshiva guy, a Talmud Chacham, okay? Who's young? Us. People young at heart, right? People who are always looking to grow. That's youth. Dami litzarpita detusei kala. Somebody who is starting out in their growth of Torah, is similar to a seed underneath the clump of earth, which we said, gentle rain starts to impact. The kivon denovat novat. Once you have a seed, right? What happens? First, it, I believe the word is germinates, right? First, like it starts to rot and fall apart. And then all of a sudden, what happens? It just sprouts. And not only does it sprout, it sprouts and grows in a way where... It can, it, it, it's never ending because it grows things that also have seeds that can also sprout, that keep going, which is such a beautiful parable to our lives and Torah learning. Some, there are certain times where at this stage of our lives, we are really incapable. But if you start to sprout, those sprouts create the capability to sprout more, which means nothing is really impossible. Okay, so these young Tamidei Chachamim, young Bnei Taira, are like seeds. The Kivan the Navan. Once it, they start growing, they grow. The, it, the the amount of productivity that could come out of a person that commits themselves to the continuation of Torah learning is unlimited. The Yomar Rav and Rav says, Derosach." When you have a, we're going to literally translate it as a young yeshiva guy, okay, but we're all included in this. Somebody who's, somebody who is passionate, somebody who's into it, somebody who cares, right? Somebody who started out learning. When they get rosach, when they get hot, now hot means like upset. It's because the Torah inside of them is making them koch. It's making them cook. The um, as it says, The words of Torah are fire. And therefore, we have to realize sometimes, the more learned we are, the hotter we can get under the collar. 
which is a very good thing if channeled properly. Of course, anger is a terrible thing. But the Gemara is letting us know that to really care about something is, a, is, is just, it's a good thing. That means you stand for something, right? It means that like, there are certain things that make me cook. And if, you're, if I'm not involved in something, I'm, I'm not going to be upset about it. So it says the Gemara, a very interesting idea. When you see a young Ben Tyre, who gets passionate, you should know. Not that it's, it's not, never an excuse to get angry. But if you see them getting a little hot under the collar, realize it's because they're learning to care about something. What a beautiful idea. Viyama Ravashi. And Ravashi says, Kol any Talmud Chacham that is not strong as iron. Okay, what does that mean? Any Talmud Chacham that doesn't have a backbone. Enoi Talmud Chacham. Is not a Talmud Chacham. Once you stand for Torah, you have to care and you can't be pushed over. It's like a hammer that breaks a rock. Ravaba says to Ravashi, one second. You're learning it out from that pasuk of I learned it out from a different pasuk. It says in the pasuk, Eretz Yisrael is a land where the stones are as strong as iron. Don't only read it stones. Ella, rather, the builders. Right? Who are the builders? We say this in the famous brisa that we re- that uh, we recite. Uh, various times throughout the week, and that is that the Tamida Chamim uh, are called Bayneha, are called the builders of the world. And therefore, the builders of the world, Tamida Chamim, need to be steadfast, need to be strong as metal. Amar Ravina, Ravina says, oh, but the same as, the, the same way when you get passionate about something, you need to, right, you need to channel that and not just get angry. So says Ravina, You could be, a, you, a person can be, have a backbone. And a person can be, you know, very hard to move, which a Talmud Chacham should be. We have to be proud for what we stand for. However, included in that is the absolute necessity to talk gently to everybody. Just because a Talmud Chacham is firm, is never an excuse to not be, as we call, menschlich. Right? It's not an excuse to not be a mensch. It's not an excuse to not talk, talk softly. It's not an excuse to not talk, talk calmly. You always need to remove anger. So, what, so what's, the, what's the gedda? What are the boundaries here? We're firm because we're standing up for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and His Taira. At the same time, we don't allow the passion or the emotion to conquer how HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to act. The Ben Taira always needs to remain level-headed in, in what the Ratzin Hashem is for the emotion of the moment. What a beautiful, beautiful idea. Okay, here we go. Amar Shul Barachmini, Amar Rebbe Yainasan. Barachmini says, in the name of Rebbe Fascinating, I got it to Gemara. There's three people that asked things from HaKadosh Baruch Hu improperly, okay? Two of them, even though they asked for something improperly, it worked out well for them. One person, it did not work out for them. Let me share with you the 
people who did not work out properly for. Eliezer Ebed Avram. Eliezer Ebed Avram asked for something inappropriate. Vishol ben Kish, the tremendous tzaddik, who was the king of Klal Yisrael, until David HaMelech was Shaul, he asked for something inappropriate. And Yiftach HaGeladi. And Yiftach HaGeladi, who was one of the shayftim, who was one of the judges. Also a big tzaddik. Let's go through each circumstance. Eliezer Ebed Avraham, Eliezer the servant of Avraham, Dechsiv, Mary says, I'm going to make a deal with you, any girl that offers me to, to, you know, I, she sees I need water at the well, and she offers me to drink, and I'm going to ask for water, and she's going to even offer my camels, right? So she's going to marry Avram. She's going to marry Yitzchak. Says the Gemara, what would have happened if a young lady would have come out who was lame or blind? That's not a nice thing to do to Yitzchak. But still, his request worked out well. Um, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent Rivka to him. Okay? So you see the story of Eliezer worked out well. I want, I want to look at Taisvis for a minute. I want to look at Taisvis. And then Rabbi Ravinsky will ask your question. Okay? Look at Taisvis here. Taisvis right smack dab in the middle of the ombud. Okay. Um, so um, you know, but in order to understand Tyson's question, let's read about Shaul as well. Okay, what happened with Shaul? Shaul ben Kish. What happened with him? Shaul ben Kish said, "Whoever kills Goliath, whoever kills Goliath, will marry my daughter." I'll make him wealthy and I'll give him my, my daughter's hand in marriage. What happened if a mamzer or an Ebed would have killed Goliath? It's a very risky, um, very risky deal Shoal's making. You know what worked out for him? Yeah, he was Okay. So Taisus here asks, Taisus says, why? You know, by Eliezer, it says, oh, it might have been a girl who was blind or couldn't walk, right? By Shaul, it says that it might have been a mamzer or a, or a shivcha. Why didn't we give that as the problem by Eliezer? Was that your question, Rabbi? Yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't think of bigger problems, right? Oh, okay, so you're, so you're bothered by... Okay. Good. So let, let's keep going in Tysus. Let's keep going in Tysus. So Gemara answers because back then by Eliezer, it wasn't possible to be a Mamzerah. So it was before Matan Taira and all these halachas, right? All these halachas didn't, didn't uh, pan out yet. Okay? Tysus asks, Vim Taimar, Hechi Kamar, Dishal Eliezer, Shlaika Haigim, Velay Omar, Asher, Omar, Leho, Hitin, and Lakadech. Ask Tysus a beautiful question. Why would what Eliezer didn't ask inappropriately? Because what did Eliezer say? I'm going to ask her, give me the drink. And if she says, I'll also give your camels, I'll know she's worthy. So Taisus asks, one second, what, what's the Gemara's question? What if she would have been lame or blind? Eliezer never would have asked a girl who was lame or blind to give him water to drink. Right? So he still had control over the physical issue. So V'yesh Lamar Taisus answers, Dachi Pirushai, Yochal afilu chigar zavilu suma, Yochal afilu chigar afilu regal shal eitz, what if she would have had a wooden leg, and he wouldn't have seen? 
maybe he wouldn't be able to tell that she's blind. A lot of blind people are able to function on a very high level with their other senses. And therefore, we, we, you know, when it came to Eliezer, the, the yichos wasn't an issue because yichos back then, kaidama and taira, uh, you know, people were allowed to marry sisters and a lot of other things that a person could turn become a mamzer or mamzeres with didn't apply. The only thing would have been if it would have been a physical ailment that he just didn't notice. And now he's setting himself up, um, he's setting himself up improperly. You should know there's a fascinating shaila in one of Yusuf Zilberstein's farm in one of the Baharevnas, the fascinating shaila where Somebody, um, somebody uh, was engaged to a young lady, and he found out after he was engaged that she had prosthetic. She had a prosthetic leg. Nobody told him beforehand, and he wanted to back out of the shidduch. They had a tanayim. They had a custom to already have the tanayim. And they brought the Shaila to Rabbi Yusuf Zilberstein. And he proved from the... And her, her family, her and her father claimed, listen, you know, we just assumed he knew. Right? It's not the type of thing we said beforehand because you should have noticed while you were dating her. They dated a number of times. Rabbi Yusuf Zilberstein proves from this Taishvist that a wooden leg is not noticeable. A fake leg, you can't assume people notice. Because by Eliezer Evid Avram, over here... This, if it's noticeable, so then the Gemara has no point. Oh, what if she wouldn't have had a wooden leg? So, so notice it. It's, you, you could bring a proof from here that a, a fake leg is just it, it can be an oversight by somebody. If you wear a longer dress, a longer skirt, face. So you prove from here that that uh, actually the chassan was in the right, and they should have they should have told them. Okay, fascinating. Be it as it may, that's the idea when it comes to Eliezer. And that's why we change when it comes to Shaul. Okay, but the Maisa for both Eliezer and Shaul, it worked out great. Eliezer ended up with, with the Hela Garivka, and Shaul ended up with David HaMelech as his son-in-law. Okay, what about Yiftach HaGaladi? Very sad story. Yiftach HaGaladi was successful in battle. And he was so thankful to Rabbi Nishadim. He said, the first thing I see when I return home, I'm going to offer on the Mizbeach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Well, guess what? You know, what if the first thing he would have seen was a non-kosher animal? And you know what ended up happening? Unfortunately, his daughter was the first thing that he met when he came home. And this is what Yermia said. Yeah. What Gilad, it's a whole long story. Not to get too involved. Ended up having to send her off. And she lived, she lived, Machlaikas, what ended up happening to her, whether she died, whether she ended up living out her life as a spinster, all alone, uh, having, you know, having, uh, not even within a community, but totally out uh, in the mountains. But ultimately, Yiftach, who, uh, uh, you know, who was the uh, Shaifet, did not go to the Navi in order to have his promise nullified, in order to have his vow nullified. He felt the Navi should have gone to him. The Navi felt the Yiftach should have come to him. Um, be it as it may, Uksiv, listen to what ended up happening. It says, 
I didn't command, I never said that, never would have come up on my mind. What does that mean? This is referring to Mesha, the king of Mayav. He took his oldest son and he, he uh, was makriv his son. This is referring to Yiftach Hageladi, who decided to not talk to the Navi about his daughter, is referring to Yitzchak ben Avram. Also, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Avram Avinu to offer Yitzchak on the Akedah, ultimately we know that in Hashem's plan, that's not what the intent was. It was merely a test for Avram Avinu. The story of Yiftach, by the way, is an incredibly sad story. I was listening a number of years ago to... Um, Maybe it was a Chapetz Chaim uh, Heritage Foundation event. I'm not sure, but uh, Reb Y.Y. Jacobson was talking. And he just said a, a very poignant line where he says, the difference between a child and an adult, there's a lot of differences, hopefully, but one particular difference he was pointed out is that a child could be incredibly upset, but if you just give the kid a candy, he'll, he'll just move on. He'll take the candy and, and move on. He says, why? Is it because the kid's dumb? He says, no. Actually, the kid's a lot smarter than us. Except, a child, and this is what we need to learn from children, a child chooses happiness over being right. A child would rather be happy than to be right. As adults, we choose being right over being happy. Very poignant idea, right? I, I, I don't care. I'm going to be right. And I don't care if it's going to make my life miserable. And people go like this for, for weeks and months and years and lifetimes within their families, and they're miserable. They themselves are miserable. They refuse to make up with their child, their parent, their spouse, who, the colleague, whoever. I'd rather be right and be miserable. He says, learn from a child. Learn from a child. Better to be happy than to be right. And Mr. Gazach, Yiftach chose otherwise. Yiftach chose otherwise. He preferred, he says, no, it's Bakavad that, that uh, you know, the, the Navi should come to me. Om Reb Rachia, Reb Rachia says, like a Klai Yisrael also asked for something inappropriate. Rakadish Baruchu, Heshiva Kahigim. Rakadish Baruchu answered Klai Yisrael Baruch Hashem in a proper fashion. Shinamar, as it says, Venayda Nirdu Faladasas Hashem, let us know. We're going to run after, we want to know the Rabbinic Shalom. Bishachar Nochan Maitzai. And Hakadish Baruchu is, is uh, we're going to find him in the morning, the Yavai Kagesham Lanu, and he's going to come to us like rain. Okay? Meaning, we. Kal Yisrael gave a parable of our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be like rain. Now, is rain constant? No. So it's not, it, it wasn't a proper statement. Omar la HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Knesset Yisrael, Biti, my beloved daughter, At shayelas davar, You're asking for something which is not constant. Sometimes rain's good, sometimes rain is not good. As we explained yesterday. Right, if it's in the wrong season, it's not good. And also, if you planted something inappropriate, the rain is going to grow poison. Rain, it in and of itself, is not always the best thing. I care about you so much. I love you so much. I'm going to give you something that's always good. I'm going to be like do for Kal Yisrael and do always is a positive thing on land throughout the year. And furthermore, we once asked something from the Rebbeinu Shalom improperly. 
Amr Lefanov, what did we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ribani Shalom, creator of the world, master of the world. Simeni kechaisom alibecha, put me like a signet, a seal, on your heart, Hashem. Kachaisom alzrayacha, and like a seal, a signet on your arm. We want to be on your heart and your arm. Omar la HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Biti, you're asking for something that sometimes is seen and sometimes is not seen. Do you always see people's hearts? No. Do you always see people's arms? No. What, you, what you're asking for is something that is not always out public. I'm going to put you on my hands. See, the arms sometimes are covered. The hands always need to be available. To work with. And therefore, because Brogo says, I'm going to carry you, Klal Yisrael, in my hands, not on my arms. And that's going to show everybody for all eternity about our relationship. Beautiful, beautiful Gemara. Okay, we're now three lines to the bottom of Daftalid, Ahmad Aleph. Let's keep going. The Mishnah said, We only say the same Talumatar by the rain, uh, by the rain season, referring to the winter. Now, we thought that She'ela v'haskara milsihi. Okay? We thought that when we... I just translated it. We translated it as the same Talumotar. Originally, they thought that when we said Shayalim, it was also referring to Masha Ruach. We thought that Masha Ruach and the same Tal... I'm sorry, that the request for rain has to do with Masha Ruach. Man Tana, based upon this, who would be the Tana who says you only say Masha Ruach? By Geshamim, by the winter months, it's who says that you start saying Mashavaruach after Sukkot, right? On Shmini Yatzeres. says, no, if you Rebbe you could even say it's Rebbe who holds we start on the first day of Sukkot, because the whole thing's a mistake, right? We say Mashavaruach on the first day of Sukkot, but he'll still agree that you only say the same Talumotar later on by the rainy season. Ikadamri. Are those who say the, the Gemara, the conversation, a little bit differently. Lema, we should say, top of Ahmed Bey is Rabbi Yeshua. Maybe we say the Tana is Rabbi Yeshua. The Amar Mishas Anachasa. He says, when do you start saying Mashiva Ruach? When you put down your Lulav. Okay? Once you put down your Lulav on Hashanah Rabbah, now on Shmini Atzeres, on the eighth day, we start saying Mashiva Ruach. Amar Rabbah, Rabbah says, no, if you tame Rabbi Yezer, same reasoning, She'ela Lechud, Ve'ehazkara Lechud. There would, you know, don't think that the Mishnah is referring to Mashavaruach, rather it's referring to the same Tal Umatar. Okay, beautiful. Three lines from the top of Dalad Amar Aleph. Next part of the Mishnah said, Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda says that we start saying Mashavaruach by Musuf of Shmini Atzeres, and we stop saying Mashavaruach by Shachris. We say it through Shachris on the first day of Pesach. Okay. Says the Gemara of Rabbi no, I'll ask you a contradiction. It says, it says, Until when do we say, do, do we ask for rain? Now over here it's referring to Visein Talumotar. Rabbi Yudhaimer, Ad Sheyavar HaPesach. Very interesting words. What does Rabbi Yudhaimer say? Ad Sheyavar HaPesach. Literally translated is, Until Pesach pasts. Until we're past Pesach. Now, do we say Visein Talumotar on Pesach? Not on the Yom Tif days, but we might say it on Cholomai. Okay? So if you're going to say that we say 
Visein Talamotar until Pesach has passed, we're going to keep saying Visein Talamotar even on Cholomot. Rameyer Omer Adsheyavar Nisan. You say it until Nisan is over. But the bottom line, we have a contradiction. Why? Because in our Mishnah, Rebuda says you stop Musaf first day Pesach. And then, in the, and then it says, Ad Masai Shailin, what does Reb Yehuda say? Until Pesach passed, is passed. Which one is it? Amr of Chista, Reb Chista says, like Kasha, Kan Lishoil, Kan Lahaski. There's a difference between Masha Baruach and Mesein Talumata. How so? Mishal Shoil Vaazer. Mesein Talumata keeps going through Cholomai Pesach. Lahaskir, but to mention Hashem's power, beyond the Frishim Pasach. Then you stop. Amar Ula. Ula says, one second. Hadar Rav Chista. This answer of Rav Chista that you keep saying Vesein Talumotar throughout Pesach, but you stop saying Masha Varuach, Kasha Kachaymas Lashinayim Ucha Oshan Le'enayim. Is, literally it means, it's like, uh, you know, it's like vinegar to the teeth and like smoke to the eyes. Meaning, it, th- that's a terrible answer. Yeah. People don't want vinegar in their teeth and people don't want smoke in their eyes. He says, I don't know what you're talking about, right? This <laughs> is one second. We start saying Mashabaruach before Vesaintal, right? So we say Mashabaruach even though Vesaintal doesn't start, like we're doing right now, right? It's not yet December 4th or 5th in Alipi, right? But we're already saying Mashabaruach. So when you do say Mashavaruch, but there's no Vesaintal, but Makam Shail in the Din Shahir, when you're asking Vesaintal throughout Pesach, why would I stop mentioning on the first day? That doesn't make any sense. Ella Marullah, Ula disagrees, and Ula says no. I'll give you a different answer to Yehuda. Why in one place does he say you stop at you only go through Shachris of first day Pesach? Another place he says Achayavara Pesach. You know what the answer is? Shaitanaya Libid Yehuda. Two different Tanoim quoting Rabbi Yehuda differently. Okay. So now it's not a contradiction. What is it? Classic Machlaikas. That's it. <laughs> Machlaikas between the students. Exactly what their Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda says. So that is the second answer. The answer number one to the contradiction is that you keep saying Mashavaru, you, you keep saying the same tal, you stop saying Mashavaruch. That was Rabbi Chista. Ula says that doesn't make sense. He's coming up with a second answer. Call it maybe the first answer if he knocked off like the previous one. Now comes Rabbi Yosef with an additional uh, possible resolution. And says Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Amar, my Achiavra Pesach, he says, what did Rabbi Yehuda mean when it says until Pesach is passed? It means, Achiavar Shliach Tzibor Rishayna Yerid Beyomtev Rishayn Shol Pesach. Says Rabbi Yosef, I'm going to squeeze the opinion in Yavar Pesach doesn't mean the entire Yom Tif passes. What it means is until the first Chazan on the first day of Pesach is done. Amalei Abaye. Abaye says, one second. You're going to tell me that Rabbi Yudah meant you stop saying the same Talumotar after Shacharis on the first day of Pesach? Hello? Do, do we say the same Talumotar on the first day of Pesach? No. We only say it on Cholomite. Right? There's no way Rabbi Huda meant, says Abai to his beloved Rabbi Rabbi Yezif, there's no way Rabbi Huda meant that you stop saying the same tal at the same time you say Mashavaruach after Shachras with Sheikhs. There's no the same tal then. That means you're stopping prior to Pesach. Omar Lay, Rabbi Yezif says back to his beloved student in Shayel Meturgaman, 
Because the Maturgamon asks. Okay? The Maturgamon asks. Meaning, Rashi says over here something interesting, which is that um, it was very common to have people who would repeat the Rav's drasha. The Torah, whether, and not, not only the drasha and shul, but during Kriya Satira, there were those that explained the Torah reading. Okay? And Rabbi Yisif is telling his beloved student Abaye that actually, even on Pesach, when the, when the Meturgamon, the interpreter, was repeating over, we'll call it the Kriya Satira, according to the way Rashi seems to be explaining it, he would actually add in, without saying the words, V'sayin Talamotar and Shemayin Esrei, he would add in a, a bakosha, a, a asking, a request for rain. Says the Gemara, but, but, come on. Why would he do that on the first day of Pesach? I mean, that, that, one has nothing to do with the other. Okay? You, you're just translating the Torah. Like, according to what you're saying, you're like manipulating the Rav's drusha to make sure that we're talking about a request for rain. Why would we specifically want to do that only up until Musuf on the first day of Pesach? Like, like what, what are you doing? Okay? Rather, he says, no, it's got to it's be what Ula said. It's got to be what Ula said. What was Ula's answer? We had a contradiction. Rebuta, he says, listen, Machlaikas. Machlaikas exactly what Rebuta meant. Rabba Amar. Rabba says, Pesach. What Rebuta mean when he says, you say the same tal until Pesach's over? It means Adshayabar Zman Shchitas Pesach. Very interesting. Listen to this. Until the Karban Pesach time has passed, which is Mincha. See, he, according to him, Rabbi Yehuda is saying, you stop saying, the, the last time you say the same Talamotar is Mincha on Erev Pesach, which Taka makes a lot of sense. Because once, your last time you're saying is Mincha on Erev Pesach, now you're going to go into just Masha Baruch. Says the Gemara, And the same way, when we started saying Masha Baruch, so too we end saying Masha Baruch. Meaning, the same Talamotar, we're going to stop Erev Pesach. But, just like when we started, we mentioned Masha Baruch without the same tal of Saifai, so too on the last day of Masha Baruch, Mazgir Afalpi Even though we're no longer asking, because we're past the Mincha time on Erev Pesach, so there's no more of the same tal. So we're going to say, one second, if you're not saying the same tal anymore because you're past Erev Pesach, you're past the Korban Pesach time, why are you still saying Masha Baruch? He says that you shouldn't be bothered by. Because the same way when we started saying Masha Baruch, there was no Merit at all yet. There was no Vesein uh, Talamatar. So too, when we stopped saying Vesein Talamatar, it still makes sense to keep going with the Masha Baruch. Amalei Abaye. Abaye says to Rabbah, Bishlam Atchilasai Maskir. In the beginning, we understand why you start Masha Baruch without Vesein Talamatar. Haskara Nami Ritzvashayli. Because by mentioning, you, you, you know, you're, you're, by mentioning Akavis Baruch who's in charge, that is a quasi-request. It's a quasi-request. Right? You know the famous... Uh, it, it's not funny when you speak it out. It's more when you see it in letter. But the famous uh, joke that they write about this kid in college who writes home requesting money. You know, and every time there's an S in the letter, he makes a line through a dollar sign to remind his father that he really wants money. And then you read the father's response... And um, he makes sure to use a number of times 
uh, words that has N-O next to each other, you know, with dollar signs too, right? Nobody's directly asking, nobody's directly saying no, but everybody knows exactly what we're getting at, right? Exactly what, what, what's, what's wanted over here. So too, says Abayi like this. He says, when you start saying Masha Baruch, are we asking? Officially not. But why are you mentioning that HaKadosh Baruch who's in charge of the rain? Why are we mentioning the power of rain? Because we know that ultimately there's going to be a request coming. Okay? Elisayifai. But to end, at the end of Mashavaruach, my Ritzoy She'ila Ika. Why would we mention Mashavaruach if we really completely stopped Besain Talumatan? We stopped it. There's no longer a request. We don't want Elamichavata Kedu. So he also goes back to Ula's answer to, for the contradiction and he says, Machloikas in Rabbi's opinion. Omar Ravasi, Omar Yechanan, Ravasi's name Rabbi Yechanan, Halacha, Kerebi Yehuda. Halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. We start when? When do we start saying Masha Baruach? And this is what we do by Musuf on Shmini Yatzer. So I'm going to say Ravasi, Yemi Amar Rabbi Yechanachi, Ken Rabbi Yechanan Paskin to start saying by Musuf on Shmini Yatzer. But in Ambu, we learned in the Mishnah, Bishlaisha, Bimar Cheshvan, Shailin, Zagishamim, on the third day of Mar Cheshvan. We begin asking for rain, meaning we begin saying the Saint Talumatar, Rabbi Gamliel Aimer Bishivabai. You start on the seventh day of Marcheshvan. Viyamar Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Lazar says, Lakh Ramaliel. That looks like Rebbe Gamliel that we start saying Mashiv we start saying the Saint Talumatar on the seventh day of I'm sorry. We start saying we think right now it's Mashavaruch. Okay? We start saying Mashavaruch on the seventh day of Marcheshvan. Well, if Rabbi Yechidon Paskin is like Rabbi Gamliel, that we start saying Mashavaruach on the seventh day of Marcheshvan, how can he also say that, that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda to start by Musuf on Shmini Atzeres? Is it Shmini Atzeres or is it the seventh day of Cheshvan? Omar Lei, Rabbi responds, Gabra, Gabra, Karamas. Okay? It doesn't need to go hand in hand. Meaning, in the first place, we're quoting Rabbi Yechidon to say Allah is like, like uh, Rabbi Yehuda. And over here, Rabbi Lazar says Allah is like Rabbi Gamliel. And therefore, Rabbi Yechonon doesn't necessarily have to agree with Rabbi Lazar's, um, Rabbi Lazar's uh, psak to start on Zion. He'll stick with the Shmini Atzeres answer. Or you could say, like, Asha, Kan Lishol, Kan Lahazkir. Maybe Rabbi Yechonon holds, okay? Maybe Rabbi Yechonon holds that you start saying Mashavaruach on Shmini Atzeres, which is what we do, and you start saying the same Talumot Lebracha on the seventh day of Mar Cheshwa. And well, again, this is going to be a very consistent theme, like people confusing and, and not having straight up converse, like straight up um, understanding when people are talking about mentioning rain and asking for rain. It seems that in a lot of their conversations, it would get lost in context. Um, but says Gemara, why would Rabbi Yechonon Paskin, you start saying and you start saying the same Talumot on the seventh day of Mar if Rabbi Yechanan says that whenever you say, um, whenever you say Mashavaruach, you also say the same Tal. Answers the Gemara, Hahu Lav Imar. That is only talking about Rabbi Yechanan only holds you stop at the same time. You stop Mashavaruach the same Tal at a similar time. But they, he'll agree they could start on different days. It seems that Rabbi Yechanan seems to imply that the same way you start. The, the same way you stop saying Mashavruach and the same Talmud on the same day 
so too you should start saying them both on the same day. It depends if you're in Golos or in Eretz Yisrael. Beautiful. Okay? So, um, in Eretz Yisrael, um, so we'll even, uh, we'll start Mashavaruach right away on Shmini Atzeres, but in Bavel, where they needed more time, so they, I'm sorry, they needed more time to start the rain because it, it took more, they, they wanted their, their, their uh, wheat to continue drying out. They only started saying Mashavaruach on the seventh day of Mar Cheshvan. Says Gemara, Maishna Levitan. Says the Gemara, I, but the same way the people in Babel need more time for Mashavaruach because they want their stuff to dry out, so do the people in Eretz Yisrael need more time to mention rain because you have all the all the Oile Regal. Everyone who came up for Yantif, they have to make their way back home. Why are we going to start mentioning rain? Says the Gemara, Kikam on Bizman She'im Bizmikdashkain. In Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Yechon says you wait for Mar- seventh day of Marcheshvan um, because there is no. I'm sorry, you, uh, you, you start on Shmini Atzeres. You start on Shmini Atzeres because there's no Eile Regal. There was no Beis Hamikdash at that time. Says the Gemara, okay. What are you going to talk about? There's no Beis Hamikdash. Ask the Dosis Lahachi. Now that you got to this step of the Gemara, let me tell you something. You could say that both Psokim of Shmini Atzeres and Zion Cheshva are both dealing with Eretz Yisrael, but like Kasha. And I'll tell you the difference. When do we say to wait till Zion Mar Cheshvan? That's when there's a base of Mikdash, so we needed to give time for the regal to get back home. But when the base of Mikdash is destroyed, there's no longer a base of Mikdash, so then you can already start on Shmini Atzeres in Eretz Yisrael, Gavaldik, because there's nobody, unfortunately, being Eil regal, And therefore, we'll start mentioning Mashavaruach even earlier. Says the Gemara, V'anan Trey Beautiful Kasha. Yeah, or we'll call it a shayla. It's not a kasha, it's a shayla. It's a curiosity question. We here in Golos have two days of Shmini Atzeres. Right? We call it Shmini Atzeres Simchas Really, they're both Shmini Atzeres. Which day of Shmini Atzeres should, should we start saying Mashavaruach at Musaf? On Shmini Atzeres Musaf or Simchas Ter Musaf? Amarav. Rav says, "Matzchil b'musafim u'paisik v'mincha arvis v'shachris v'chayzer b'musafim." Listen to this. He says, "I'll tell you what to do. It's a sveika diaymas. Here's what you do. Right? You're in doubt. Which is is it? Shmini Atzeres? That's Shmini Atzeres, or is it the ninth day? Simchas Torah Shmini Atzeres. So therefore, I tell you what to do. You should say Masha Baruch on Shmini Atzeres. Mosuf. Don't say Masha Baruch after that. Mincha Mar of Shachris." And then you'll start saying Mashavruach again by Musaf on the sec- on Simchas Tair. Omar Lehu Shmuel, Shmuel says, uh-uh, don't work like that. Paiku ve'imru le'la Abba, yeah, achar she'asisa kaidash ta'aseyu chayl. Come on. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. Right? Go tell Rav, once you start and decide that today is Shmini Atzeret. So I'm going to say Mashvaruch HaMosuf. Now Mincha, you're going to decide it's not Shmini Atzeret anymore? There's no consistency behind that ruling, and it just doesn't, doesn't sit well. Doesn't sit well. Because either way, if you're going to start at Mosuf and then stop, you're, you're, you're dancing at two chasnas. El Amr Shmuel says, listen, here's the halacha. 
Maschil b'musafim v'mincha. Say Mosaf on the first on, on Shmini Atzeres, and then say it at Mincha Shmini Atzeres. Upaisik Arbis v'shachris. Don't say it by Marav and Shachris. You know why? Because Marav and Shachris of Simchas Torah, the ninth day, by not saying it then is not a is not a dancing at two chasms. It's by definition the fact that you're keeping the ninth day. What you're saying is, oh, now I'm like doing a new Shmini Atzeres. And the same way on the original Shmini Atzeres, there was nothing at Marav and Shachris. So too on your second Shmini Atzeres. We'll do no Marav Shachris. And then we'll say it by Musuf again on Simchas Torah. Okay, fine. Rabba Amar Takov, tomorrow's Daf Daf. Hey, Rabba says, keep on Shishko Shuvan and He says, no, 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 and this is how we paskin. Says Rabba, you start on the eighth day Musuf, and once you pop, you don't stop. Like potato chips, yeah, kaviyocho, so to speak. Once you start, you keep going. The chenomer of sheishes kivon shehischil shov enoi paisik says the gemara, and even Rav, who says that you do it at musuf on shmini atzeres, then you stop. Hadar be he ended up backing out of that opinion. What you do is there's 21 days you wait till chafal of tishrei. The same way you, you have the Aserisimi Chuva, the 10 days from Mashan to Yom Kippur, and then you, on, on Shmini Atzeres, you begin saying Mashavaruach, the Kivon Shehiskil says, Rav, once you start saying Mashavaruach, Shov Enoi Paisik, you keep going the Hilchasa, and this is what we do, this is the Halacha, even though it's a Sveka Diyayma. Once you start saying you do not stop. And we continue saying from there on forth all the way up until Musuf of the first day of Pesach. Okay, beautiful. We'll hold it here. We're up to the Mishnah on the Heilige Daf Hayom and Aleph. We will pick up from here tomorrow evening.